the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Michelle Obama for president. I've been talking about the the switcheroo that I think is going to be coming. Um, eh, either at the convention or right after the convention. And I I get questions, people commenting about whether or not Michelle Obama uh, was going to run. And I've been thinking to myself, I don't think so. Um, I mean, she lives a pretty nice life. She's got the place there in Martha's Vineyard. I don't know. So I've kind of been pushing back against it. But there was a great column by... Uh, Heather Higgins today, that got me thinking a little bit here. Um, Again, I've been talking about how the Democrats, basically based upon their rules, can do whatever the hell they want. And and this is going back to Bob Torricelli and the trouble that he got into in 2002. And they were actually allowed to break New Jersey state law and replace him on the ballot late in the game. Uh, with Frank Lautenberg, who ended up winning. He got himself in all sorts of trouble, Torricelli did. So anyway, you take a look. Take a look at Biden's poll numbers. And, you know, we head into the convention. And again, we talk about the reality of the terrain when it comes to uh, inflation. We're watching it now. We talk about it on the podcast now. Uh, Again, uh, unemployment is going up. We've got lots of layoffs that are coming down the pike. Not going to look good for Joe Biden. So who's going to fill in for him? Who's going to be the placeholder? Well, um, again, Michelle Obama, would she really want to do anything like that? And I know what's interesting too is Carl Rove. Carl Rove did an interview recently, and I think it was on uh, Stuart uh, Varney's program. And he asked about that and he said, no way, that won't happen. Uh, that's Barack Obama going for a third term. People, people wouldn't go for it. And I thought about that a little bit more. Reading this column today, um, again, Heather, Heather points this out. Uh, I don't know. It's, let's go back. Let's go back in time. Because all of the, um, the elephant intelligentsia back in 2008 said, no way. No way was Barack going to win. Even the DNC intelligentsia didn't believe that Obama could win the general election. And like I said, I was there. I was there at the uh, DNC there in Denver when, uh, you know, Hillary's camp was trying to usurp Obama at the convention. They wanted to use the superdelegates. They eventually cut a deal, made Hillary Clinton secretary of state, said, okay, after Obama's done, you can run. Anyway. Okay, neither here nor there. One, uh, they thought Romney was going to be able to beat him in in 2012, especially with how weak the economy was at that point in time. And then you get Romney running one of the worst campaigns I've ever seen. It was pathetic and sad at all levels. Got his butt kicked. All right. In this column, Heather writes, "As, as a New Jersey case proved, the closer you get to election day, before making the switch, the better chance you will have. Makes sense. 
that gives the opposition less time to do uh, research, put ads together, do polling, figure out how you're going to strategize, all that good stuff. So you know, less time that actually, you know, you actually even have to campaign and not to mention all the free press you're going to get with a story like this. Now, this could be done at the convention. However, uh, it requires 300 delegate signatures, which again, you'd be a lot of, uh, well, a lot of back room, smoke filled, uh, scotch drinking rooms and, and whatnot that would need to take place over a period of time. A lot of deals would need to be cut. And uh, Heather said it would make 1968 look like a picnic. Um, all of a sudden, you know, but if, if Biden were, you know, two weeks after the convention, all of a sudden he's got health issues uh, and he's going to finish out his term, but he's not going to run. Um, Michelle has 91% popularity among Democrats. When, um, when they left the White House, she was positive 68% nationally. That's Republicans and Democrats. And she could say, you know what, she wants to do this for the good of the country. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. The DNC did it before. Um, 1972, um, what is it, Missouri Senator Thomas Eagleton. Uh, they, news came out that he had shock therapy, I guess, 10 years prior. And then they replaced him with, uh, was it Sergeant uh, Shriver? in that situation. Uh, again, that was a drubbing, but obviously it was a very different point in time in a different situation. Um, how, how would Trump run against, she's kind of Teflon. Okay. She's pretty, pretty popular celebrity. Doesn't really have a, a track record. Um, again, you know, you think about when Barack Obama ran and, and compare the, uh, the on-the-ground climate here in the United States when it comes to race um, was much better then than it is now. You know, a lot of criticism, racist, sexist, all of those um, accusations, not to mention the fact you're replacing, you know, okay, Kamala Harris, a minority female with a minority female. And in Heather's column as well, it's kind of, she looks into, you know, a uh, uh, recently an entire special edition of Life magazine about Michelle Obama was out and kind of showing pictures of her uh, back when she was in the White House looking presidential. Um, I'm not throwing it off. I, I'm really not. You know, at this, I mean, for a while, I was like, no way, no way, no how. Um, I'm got me changing my mind a little bit about whether or not Michelle Obama would run. And um, I wonder, I haven't seen any polls. I, they, they must have conducted some polls when it, in regards to this. But um, against Donald Trump, you betting on Trump against Michelle Obama? I'm not. Anyway, uh, watchdog on Wall Street dot com.